I think a lot of people are afraid of success, but yeah, unconscious. I think that's what we're. Yeah, and I and I had to struggle with that as well because I that meant I had to actually walk out who I'm saying I'm becoming. Yeah. And a lot of times, if you don't know who you're becoming, then you stay in that small story. But to walk into a larger story in other arenas uh, is a, means you have to commit to who the Lord is saying you are. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you. You can do the same. Let's get rolling. It's really hard to surrender to the constant search for something what do you mean by that I think people are constantly searching for a solution yeah uh, that will give them some kind of inner satisfaction of fulfillment but if you're the time energy and money that you're spending on doing that if you gave that up what would you do Mm. you you have to you have to stop I think people with addictions that overcome addictions are some of the most powerful people in the world because while it sounds weird they have to kill themselves in their fleshly way to become spiritual in their communication with God they have to sacrifice themselves they have to give up the selfishness of wanting killing them that's killing them but they don't see it or know it so it's almost like the addict has a has a a stark mirror in front of them saying this is killing you whereas the people that are killing themselves in other ways it's not as stark exactly and so they're just like oh I'm, I'm dying every day but I, I'm killing my my this thing that I could become because it's not I'm not a drug addict and it's destroying everything in my life I'm just gonna perpetuate keep doing it because it's more of a subtle thing everybody's got an obsessive nature and how they're getting that obsession fulfilled is unique to that person but when you give up your obsession for alcohol drugs or whatever it is to become obsessed with becoming healthy and people are told to not be obsessed i think obsession can be good and bad i think there's a good trait to obsession Mm -hmm. because it's there's a passion associated with it that fans the flame that gets the kindle burning that if you're not obsessed with it you can stay small and be a small campfire which is fine but I believe God says there's other arenas to go into because you're not supposed to stay in the one arena that God initially puts you into. We're waiting for things to come out of the gate and, and attack us. Well, eventually we're supposed to approach a gate, lift it up and walk into that tunnel that leads to another arena of understanding to further develop you to the next stage that God wants to take you to. That's a, that's a risk of going into uncertainty. So there's a, uh, there's a scripture I'm going to, paraphrase it it talks about becoming a tree that uh, birds can be in your branches the idea is that you start out a seed but then you grow into something really really big and that other people can benefit from 
right? It's not just a twig or a junior tree, but a really large, and that's kind of where God is taking all of us. It's into how big do you, how, how much influence, impact, um, whatever do you want to have? Right. It, it, and, it, and we are typically are the ones saying, well, I can't, or I won't, or I don't want to do that. And it's with. also scary to finally sit down and say, wow, you do have an impact. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are afraid of success. But yeah. Unconscious. I think that's what we're... Yeah, and I, and I had to struggle with that as well, because I, that meant I had to actually walk out who I'm saying I'm becoming. Yeah. And a lot of times, if you don't know who you're becoming, then you stay in that small story. But to walk into a larger story in other arenas uh, is a, means you have to commit to who the Lord is saying you are. Yeah. Be brave. Be courageous. Stop being small. Stop being small. Being yeah. small just means you can be a coward or be afraid. And it's like, stop, stop doing it. It doesn't honor God. It doesn't honor you. It doesn't honor your kids, your family. Stop. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I had to stop a lot of things. So as a part of addiction uh, process, when you walk through the 12 steps, you you realize that God's with you all the time. You just uh, numbed him out. You numbed him out of your life. And uh, I think a lot of people uh, are numbing God out of their lives. And to stay safe uh, and stay in certainty. Uh, and then yet they're unfulfilled and they're longing for something more. So going, leaving UPS and going into the next part of my arena was committing to becoming, like you said, more of a teacher. Because I've been in counseling ministries. I've been a part of a church where had a counseling ministry. And I tried really hard to become a better counselor, but I sucked at it. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say, you do suck at it, but you're a great teacher. But you can <laughs> counsel people through teaching. I know. It's and great. I wasn't, but I never developed that. So you, uh, you have a big BS detector. You would be like, oh, that's BS. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not and, even going to let you say that. And <laughs> it's not even true. Now at, <laughs> so at 49 and, and pursuing this vision, now at 55 and having walked through seasons of I'm no, I'm no longer going to stay quiet. I'm no longer going to listen to people in the stands. Uh, I've reached a point where I don't know how many years I've got left, but the years that I, I have left, I think other people need to be called out. They need to have somebody in their lives that say, I love you enough to call you out. I'm not calling you out to be a jerk. I'm calling you out because I love you and I care about you. And I want to see your full potential. Yeah. Uh, so, so some people bite at that and some people don't. So I think that's a part of the three offices that Christ has. There's priest, prophet, and king. And when you're a priestly man, you're connecting people to God. Well, that was not my deal. Yeah. Mine was speaking into people, but that's more of the prophetic journey. And then, uh, then of course, when you speak into people prophetically, you, you annoy kings with that message because... Yeah. Uh, you can rub off on them. So it's hard sometimes in my position to meet people of influence because my words can sometimes be misunderstood or or harsh yeah. from their perspective because I'm not kissing their butt uh, <laughs> or brown hole, you know, brown nosing uh, as well as what they're maybe used to. But the ones that I do meet and we develop a great relationship, we both benefit from and the kingdom of God expands. I, I know it's not supposed to be easy. So if I accept that, then I'm doing better uh, than trying to think I need to pe people please people because walking in this, you develop a thick skin. 
and for years I lived my life as a thin-skinned person sitting in the stands afraid to upset anybody. Now you've done these, talk to me about kind of where is this symposium stuff gone? How long has it been around? So where 2013 was the first one. This is now 2017, so it's next year will be the five-year anniversary. And it went from doing one a year to two a year, and then uh, it's uh, now expanding to what I call a cornerstone course. And a cornerstone to me is Christ, the foundation of everything. So this is a, what it's called. It's called the cornerstone course. And that provides a foundation of helping someone uh, identify their, uh, develop this from working with all forms of wavy curly hair, defining their business, and learning how to tell the world. With those three main things, it's now a, a two-day course, and I, am, I have done up to a three-and-a-half-day course uh, with also inviting other people to speak that are uh, taking this training and making it their own. Right. And now I invite them to teach. And so now they're learning to teach I, I work with them we we expand the name so without spending one penny for any form of advertising other than a website uh, this is how happened uh, for a couple hundred bucks a year with just paying a website fee and, and, and you just got back from Mexico where you just did this so I've been to Mexico and I go to DC every spring we uh, a salon said we believe in this we love what you're doing I want to host every year yeah so I've developed a, rela a relationship uh, with them that uh, they we work together and I'm going to upstate New York and Schenectady uh, to do the cornerstone course with another guy that's on the curly hair artistry team there's three of us yeah then I'm going to Newfoundland uh, with the connections that I've made so everything is from connections that I've made yeah. uh, that had I stayed quiet none of this would have been orchestrating and I have to say, I love every single day of my life living <laughs> like this to the point where it's like, uh, you know, I'm around other people and we get in circles and they say, what do you dream about doing? And it comes down to, I'm like the only person at the table living out my dream. And other people have the same opportunity. They just are stuck thinking that being a mom or a dad is holding them back. You know. I used to get up at 6.30, 7 o'clock, and, and I always said, how do you find time to do things? The only way you can find more time is get up early or stay up late. Well, I'm a basket case. My whole life, I've never been a night owl, but I'm a, I do well in the morning. So I started getting up at 5 o'clock, and after about a week, my body just started waking up at 5 o'clock. So I haven't had a, an alarm in over four years, and it's gotten a little bit earlier. Now it's 4.30 sometimes, 4.15. But I get up and I get the stuff out of my head on a journal or in my computer or online. And I actually can take a nap sometimes because uh, I'm free from it. Uh, so, or, or I just keep going. So I've learned there's a time block of, of excellence that I can work. Then I go back to my work. I, I work out and I do my day. But every morning for a couple hours, that's where I'm alone without my wife, my sons, and I'm seeing the, the, the sky illuminate with that early morning blue hue and hear nature starting to wake up. And I'm just tapping away, writing a book, writing a blog, thinking about a video. How can I serve people better? Hey guys, I want to take a minute just to say thank you. Uh, you guys have been so encouraging in uh, reaching out to me personally or through the blog or through other comments. 
about how much you guys have been inspired and encouraged by the Kindling Fire. Uh, I want to ask if you would go to iTunes and rate this podcast and do a quick review there. Because we're just getting started, uh, that would be such a help to us. So if you'd go to iTunes, give us a little love there. Uh, That would be so cool. Thanks, guys. All right, so we're back. And uh, I think that where I want to end this is just talking about feelings of being inadequate. Um, One of the things that seems in my life that I've noticed is that God will have you move forward even though all the ducks aren't aligned, um, things are not always perfect, but yet he seems to be encouraging you or encouraging me to move forward. But I'm like, Lord, I, I don't have it all together. And you know that, you know, I don't know if there's skeletons in the closets, but it's not all perfect. Mm-hmm. So can you, can you talk about some of that? Yeah, um, part of my own journey as a teacher is to help people past stages that I haven't even mastered yet or have fully addressed yet so I intellectually understand the flow of how a person experiences transformation on a human level but to help give somebody uh, a safe environment to start the process with another human being but in my own inadequacy I don't want to do that but I have to realize it's not me that does the healing I'm just a safe environment for another human being to experience God whether they're a believer or not so that overpowers the insecurity I feel that I don't have my crap together to do the, to do this so I'm going to restate what I heard. You don't have to be perfect because God is. You yes. just got to be available. So, uh, like, back in the day, man, like 12, 13 years ago, I started, I read Wild at Heart. And I went to Wild at Heart retreat, and I, came, and I came back, and I went back out to do the advanced version, and I came back, and I wanted to, I started teaching this to other people. I always had another guy do the marriage section to pursue the beauty because I, w- I'm, I was having a hard time going through my marriage teaching this stuff. I felt inadequate. And even my wife would say, what are you doing with the marriage section? Are you teaching it? And it's like, she was almost telling me, you don't have what it takes to teach that section. But again, I provide an, an environment that's safe for healing for men to experience God, whether I have it all together or not. So it was really hard for me to, and, and I found out it's really hard for another man, because I'm speaking mostly for men, uh, that you may not feel adequate to step out in faith into something that God wants you to do. But that's exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. You're supposed to feel inadequate so that over time, a sense of certainty and confidence and a thicker skin builds up from walking in faith instead of living in a fear-based lifestyle. It seems to be a better place to start than, oh yeah, I got it all together and, and I'm super confident because in that point of start, if you misstep, it could destroy everything. 
it could bring it all down, bring it down, because it, it's a house of cards. It's built on your own ability, own confidence. Was God's like, build all this, building the thing I'm calling you to build, build it off of me. I'm your rock. It's not your willpower, your moral fortitude or whatever. It's starting all over, and a lot of people, I think, fear starting all over, but it's actually a new life that is a grand adventure into something way larger than you can manufacture on, on your own, and it's a snowball effect that starts out small, and God's blessing you, and you're receiving His abundance, and it just leads to everything that makes you happy and joyful. Yeah. God, well, your life is a testimony. My life's a testimony. God is, can be trusted. And he's got good intentions towards not only us, not only those that we love, but for people that we've yet to even meet. So just I, all I want to close with is I can't make you do anything. Maybe my story can inspire you. But if you don't sit down and do your own homework of how God wants to, def to define you instead of you defining him, yourself or him, let him speak uh, those values and that vision into your heart with pen and paper uh, if it feels uncomfortable to approach another person take that discomfort as a sign that you're supposed to talk to another person <laughs> and talk to another person uh, but don't share it with everybody um, stop reading a lot of resources and start living out and implementing uh, what's already on your heart to do. I believe God's highlighting things to every single person that's listening to this that all they need to do is start implementing what is gnawing at your spirit and heart that allows you to not sleep well at night. There's something that God's given you unrest about that you may want to numb that out because you think it's bad or negative a lot of times there's a positive message there that God's saying, I want you to walk it out. So your homework for me is, I would love to hear from anyone that said, this is what I'm going to start living from and spend the next three months walking out what you feel is right and trust God with that instead of yourself with it. That's, that's a great way to end. So if you want them to reach out, where do they go? Where, how can they do it? Um, my website is scottmusgravehair.com, but that's mostly my hair business. But if you uh, email scottmusgravehair at gmail.com, H-A-I-R, uh, scottmusgravehair at gmail.com, I'd love to hear uh, how God's working in your life uh, that's stretching you beyond your comfort zone to become uh, a person of understanding. I love it. Thanks, man, so Thank much. Thank you, Troy. It's been great. And you are doing an awesome job with planting seeds of kindling that is taking everybody's little stories that I'm hearing on the podcast, meeting up with other people I know is a stretch for your, your own faith, and you're already igniting a great passion in myself and other people. Uh, and I can't wait to see how God's working uh, to fan the next flame of your journey. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want any more information about The Kindling Fire, just go to thekindlingfire.com. Uh, there I've written an ebook called You Can Certainly Do It that I'd love to send to you. Uh, or if you want to up your game, I have the 30-Day Fire Starter Challenge. You can hear all about that at the website. Thanks for listening and be awesome. 
Hey, if you like the podcast and you want to show us some love, we're on Instagram at the Kindling Fire. Uh, go follow us there, and I put some cool stuff in the Insta stories, and uh, it would be cool to interact with you there. So just a reminder, follow us on Instagram, and be awesome.